Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This Halloween, mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then, feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. They say on Shark social media, happy Timo Tuesday. Timo Meyer set a record Monday afternoon, a rare Monday 1 p.m. face-off time in San Jose. And the San Jose Sharks defeated the Kings with Timo Meyer's franchise record-setting five goals. Now we'll get into that a little bit um, down the line. Let me uh, first start by saying... Thank you to everyone who's tuned in to this episode. Please follow us on social media across the board at Shark City Hockey. So that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And visit the webpage, sharkcityhockey.com. All right, let's get into uh, the past couple of uh, days. San Jose Sharks were looking pretty solid. They had themselves quite the win streak until... They hosted the New York Rangers. The Rangers came to town and shut San Jose down. Literally, the Sharks had, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to um, talk about some of the successes that they've had. But bottom line is they got shut out. They did not capitalize on any power plays, obviously. And uh, despite how good of a game they may have played on the ice, the result was the same. Zero points gained. Um, so that's pretty much all that I want to say about that. The only thing is, which I didn't mention on the last pod, when we got together last time to discuss the uh, overtime victories that occurred in Detroit and Philly, I happened to miss a very important historic moment as well in NHL uh, history. And that is that Brett Burns became the first defenseman to score an assist on each of the teams, or excuse me, on each um, three goals of a game in consecutive games, which is another way of saying that he had six assists in a row. And it just so happened that for those two contests, the Sharks won both games by a score of three to two in overtime. That was against Philly and Martin Jones about a week ago. And then again uh, against the Red Wings, which we've covered on the previous pod. 
So, where do we go from there? Sharks got shut out against New York, and then Pittsburgh comes to town. Another solid performance. The Sharks are playing tighter defensively. However, Sidney Crosby had an assist on the game-winning goal. Sharks getting a point out of that one, which was pretty um, important because teams that have some games on us are also not capitalizing on earning points in the standings. They're losing games. With the other teams around us, like, you know, the Ducks and whatnot, um, dropping games and not getting points, that kept us alive. So that was pretty much the only positive out of it. Uh, The Sharks beat L.A. The Sharks defeated the L.A. Kings, which is almost probably more appropriate to say that Timo Meyer defeated the L.A. Kings. A score of 6-2, five goals in a single game by NHL All-Star Timo Meyer. Only San Jose Shark to ever put five goals in the net. After he was selected for the NHL All-Star game, Timo started to look like a different person on the rink. The physicality was definitely on display. He took a pretty dirty hit. Okay, he took a dirty hit that sent him kind of like head first going into the boards. You know, from the back of the numbers in the jersey. He responded. He swung. He he swung. He tried to swing. He didn't connect. He missed. But that's not the point. The point is, I don't ever remember any time Timo Meyer just getting up off of the ice after being laid out like that. Literally trying to swing. And then to put some extra sauce on it, the refs let the play go on until that scrum pretty much found itself in the goal crease. For the Rangers. Uh, Jeffrey Veal of course came back out. And he smashed on the guy afterwards. Veal definitely embracing that role as we mentioned before. He's handing out receipts. It's amazing. Anyways uh, so back to back to the all-star. Okay so in the 35 games that he has played in the 2021-2022 season. He has 20 goals, 25 assists for 45 points. He only has four penalty in minutes. So he's super, super productive. I mean, he's just playing his best hockey. Timo Meyer sets a franchise record, besting the likes of Owen Nolan, Patrick Marlowe, Tomas Hurdle. Uh, Mercury News reported that the hat trick um, set the record for fastest hat trick as well. It was completed in 19 minutes and 9 seconds, the first period for those Sharks fans who remember, this happened like maybe two seasons ago, Evander Kane became the first San Jose Sharks to ever score a hat-trick in the first period. He did that in 19 minutes and 44 seconds. So now, uh, not only did Timo Meyer become the second player in Sharks history to accomplish such a feat, but he also did it quicker. <laughs> I mean, man, who was expecting that kind of game on a Monday at 1 p.m., right? Anyways, if you, I'm telling you, the past... 48 hours for sports fans in the Bay Area has been amazing. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So uh, Myers' first four goals came in 18 minutes and 22 seconds of actual game time. So another San Jose Sharks record. Fastest to four goals, okay? He scored five goals in the first two periods, and that's only happened five times before in the last 50 years. And Timo Meyer did it for the first time in 28 years. I believe that's what uh, Dan Rusanowski had tweeted out. So kudos to him on that one. 
um, the Sharks' offense has really shown how dominant they can be collectively in recent contests. You know, like the 8-7 to win over Arizona or the almost comeback the first time we played Pittsburgh uh, at their arena. But now the players are beginning to show how dominant of a force they can be individually. And I know it's not like, you know, um, a single-person team. You know, there's no I in team, all that cliché. But people like, you know, but the likes of like Tomas Hurdle, Brent Burns, and Timo Meyer have definitely, definitely been carrying the team in the past uh, few games. So that's nice to see. So this is Timo Meyer's second NHL career hat trick. Um, it's the 11th single period hat trick in Sharks franchise history. Um,. San Jose recorded three single-period hat-tricks in 2013 and 14. Joe Pavelski did it twice that season, and Martin Havlat did it the other. And uh, that right there came out from the Sharks uh, public relations team on Twitter. So, yeah, um, it, it was an historic night. Something that's been on my mind lately uh, related to Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle, you know, and the upcoming trade deadline. So, you know, Meyer's been selected to the NHL All-Star game. A lot of fans out there were talking about how, hey, how come Tomas Hurdle didn't get the, you know, the call? So it was fair to say that, you know, Tomas Hurdle has already played in an All-Star game, right? He replaced Logan Couture when he was injured, and he scored four goals while donning a Justin Bieber mask to uh, troll Bennington, I believe it was, from St. Louis. You know, Meyer's never been there, so it makes sense. But also, you know, it, it makes sense to promote players that may have an, another year at the Sharks. Tomas Hurdle has yet to been offered a contract. Some people are speculating with the whole Evander Kane um, contract termination that perhaps will have the cap space to finally secure Hurdle for years to come. Other people are saying, hey, you know, there's an arbitration process that's, you know, in motion and there's going to be a settlement perhaps between Kane and the Sharks. Obviously, it's not going to be $22.9 million, but it's going to take some of the funds out of that total. So we'll see. You know, everyone's keeping an eye on that. Obviously, if that doesn't get resolved prior to March before the trade deadline, then it may not even matter because... I personally believe the San Jose Sharks are interested in hearing uh, what they may be offered in exchange for Tomas Hurdle. The guy's due for a contract. He's due for a contract. We've already talked about that so much in the last pod, but um, the reason I'm bringing that up is what, what about Timo Meyer? Timo Meyer's definitely raised his stock in the past uh, week. And, you know... I hate to say it, but unless the Sharks intend on extending a deal to Timo Meyer, whose contract expires next season, he's going to make another $6 million. He's doing $6 million a year. Well, if they don't extend Meyer, then he's going to find himself in the same position this time uh, come next year in 2023 as Hurdle is now, wondering you know, if San Jose is... Going to be perhaps winning, which I think they are. I think they will. I'll get into that a little later. 
or if you know the sounds of sharks are even interested in extending him for a multi-million dollar multi-year contract hurdle is valued at eight million a year so the only time and i mentioned this before the only time i've ever heard him interested in taking a pay cut is when he expressed it to the media at his home from his homeland that unless it's a team that's uh, willing or excuse me that's contending for the Stanley Cup you know he'll be interested in that pay cut he's not going to do what San Jose the only thing I can think of is unless San Jose all of a sudden like you know goes full throttle and it's very possible they're only like a few points four points away from the top spot maybe a little bit more I gotta double check my stats my standings if I'm not mistaken like it's literally a matter of five games in five games if the sharks could continue to find success while the people that they're in the race and the hunt for continue to drop or not capitalize on their opportunities and lose games now you're talking about the sound of the sharks being number one in the pacific i digress timo meyer may potentially be one of our next uh trade baits there is a rumor out there, which is most likely more clickbait than it actually was like legitimate, that suggested that Meyer was going to be traded out to the East Coast prior to the 2021 NHL entry draft. So regardless if there is any truth into it or not, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is the seed has been planted in Sharks territory and it started to branch out. If the Sharks are genuinely interested in keeping and creating a team culture while contending for a playoff spot or the Stanley Cup and not trying to like spend the next few years rebuilding, then they will sign Hurdle and they'll keep the likes of Meyer. Whether or not it means like, you know, uh, more team friendly contracts as in terms of like uh, front office friendly contracts like hey you know maybe we'll do three to four years not like five to seven that you know that that might be like a mutual benefit for both the player and the club but from the looks of it just from the looks of it from an outsider you know uh, looking in it appears as if the Sharks are just kind of like cutting ties with all their big contracts. So if Timo Meyer has one year left at $6 million, and he right now is probably the hottest player in terms of his scoring streak and ability, he scored five goals in the game. He's in the NHL All-Star game. Perhaps, you know, we'll start talking about what the Sharks may be able to get in return for Timo Meyer. Perhaps Timo Meyer being traded may open up an even wider door for Tomas Hurdle to walk through and remain on the club. Now, I'm not trying to um, muddy the water or sound, you know, outlandish. Like, why would you want to get rid of one of the best players, right? Especially right now when he's when he's on fire all I'm going to say is this okay the San Jose Sharks as a team are going to have to find themselves to get in the playoffs 
If Meyer didn't score five goals, perhaps we're talking about a 2-1 loss. Perhaps. You know, this is all hypothetical and it all doesn't matter now because the Sharks won. But what I'm just trying to get at is a couple of games ago, if it wasn't for Hurdle's hat trick, maybe the Sharks were shut out. Fast forward to the other day. And Timo, or yesterday, pardon me, Timo Meyer scoring five goals in a game. So these guys who are on their contract, who are either on contract year or have a contract year coming up, who are due for an extension, a lucrative extension, and are having some of their playing some of their best hockey of their careers. We all know that Tomas Hurdle is a big time center in on the tr- hypothetically on the trade block. There's interest. It's been expressed throughout the whole entire season. I'm going to argue or I'm going to say that maybe Timo Meyer now joins that conversation. Anyway, something to think about. That's all I'm getting at. Something to think about. So the San Jose Sharks will potentially have a full house. I'm just speculating here. But admission requirements have been updated at the Shark Tank. The policy has been updated through the City Council of San Jose to now allow uh, fans into the Sharks Tank regardless of your status. You may now attend a Sharks game. This is some big news. Again, I'm speculating here. Who knows? Maybe it's the same outcome as it's been all season, which is, you know, reporting what reporting tickets sold versus how many people are actually at the game. And and I say that because tickets sold, you got third party vendors, right? So you could be selling it to someone that hasn't even sold that ticket, but you bought it from the Sharks, so they're counting it as like a, you know a person, like a ticket sold. I want to know how many people are attending the game. Whether you're a Sharks fan that's in Sharks territory or you're someone you know, who follows a team and gets to see our stuff when it's national on ESPN+. Plus. I, mean, I remember the first game with ESPN+, Plus. they did not shy away from pointing out how obviously empty it was. And it's continued to be that way. It really has. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Same result, or what I'm thinking is the Sharks are going to have the opportunity to play in front of a packed house during the time when it matters most. So yeah, they um, they will start implementing these new rule changes. Or the policy will be updated, pardon me. And that begins February 5th. Got to go into that arena and take over. Because I'll tell you right now, that last game with um, Pittsburgh... There is way too many black and yellow jerseys in there for me. Way too many. Anyways, uh, so yeah, big news. I cannot wait to see the tank fill up. I really can't. Um, that One of the saddest sights in the past couple of seasons have been with, you know, these whole restrictions to what the, um, you know, who the team can host at their events has kind of been... Um, you know, it's been a sight for sore eyes, that's for sure. But it's been demoralizing. I'll be straight straight honest with you. I'll be straightforward with you because I remember every game, even preseason, is always sold out. Now you can blame it on 
you know, you could blame it on all kinds of factors. You could say it's parking. You could say it's traffic. You could say it's, um, you know, people moved away, you know, because apparently um, sharks, if, if you think that the sounds of sharks are losing people in attendance because people are moving away, then what you're essentially saying is that the sounds of sharks have done a horrible job at creating future fans. Because what you're trying to say is like, oh, they're gone, so no one's going to fill that seat. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to be a little too sensitive or insensitive because I know some of us out there know people who were filling those seats, but because of the past couple of years, they'll be watching over the team, but not in attendance. So my condolences to anyone out there during this this time, if that may have... um, you know, been something that affected you. And I don't want to be um, oblivious to the fact of everything that we've all had to go through. Now that we start the new year and we start to look and begin to look forward, I think one of the best healings would be for everyone to gather and pack up the Shark Tank for a hockey game. I think there's perfect therapy in the world. I don't know about you. All right, moving on. Uh, Evander Kane, what a transition, right? It's like, oh, great, we're not going to talk about this guy. I want to keep it short and sweet or simple. I don't know if anything can be sweet with this topic anymore. I mean, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's tomato, tomato. You know, you're you're either for or against. So Evander Kane was a, reported to sign up to Edmonton Oilers. Think of that. Can you imagine if we had to play Evander Kane in our own division? Now, this season, the Sounds like Sharks only have three games remaining against the Edmonton Oilers. Two of them are on the road. One of them is at the tank. So my question to you out there is, you know, feel free to answer it on our SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. My question to you is, if Evander Kane was to return to the Shark Tank on another squad, on another team, do you think that the arena would play him a tribute, a video tribute? in the middle of the game and honor Vander Kane for his time with the Sharks. What do you think? Anyways. So yeah, Vander Kane was reportedly about to ink a deal. A lot of um, people in the hockey world were leaning toward the Oilers simply because general manager of the Oilers, I believe is Ken Holland. Uh, excuse me if I'm incorrect. He pretty much came out and said that he believes in second chances. And confirmed that he did reach out to Kane and his uh, agent. While some people were saying, like, all right, hey, they're going to have a contract offer with him within the next, like, 24, 48 hours. Then it was reported, all right, well, maybe by the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. All that doesn't matter at this point. Um, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, who actually was the one who said that he can negotiate with other teams now has reported that any contract talks with the Vander Kane must be put on hold because they are probing or investigating his um, breach of contract, which pretty much involved him breaking protocol for the American Hockey League. So as they investigate that, Vander Kane is now no longer permitted to sign with any teams until they find the results of those allegations. So it's going to get really interesting. 
I don't I don't know if they'll let him play this season. Who knows? It doesn't seem like they will. But um, if Evander Kane, as it kind of seems to be the trend, allegations cleared, allegations cleared, allegations cleared. And I don't mean to water down any of the uh, claims against him. I'm just simply saying that if the trend continues, then chances are these allegations may get cleared, and then he's cleared to play. If he signs with the Oilers, he'll be, assuming he's playing, and he's ready, and he's healthy, and he's in the lineup, he'll be at the Shark Tank on April 5th, assuming he signs with the Oilers. And that's all i got to say about Vander Kane. So before I end the pod, I just got to correct myself from the previous podcast. I reported about the Hockey Diversity Alliance starting a new hashtag tape out hate initiative. And while I reported it right the first time, I caught myself kind of saying tap out hate. Pardon me. My mistake. Um, so again, if you go like on social media, on Twitters, and you search hashtag tape out hate you will see that it's an amazing initiative started by the HDA in partnership with uh, Budweiser Canada, I believe, and with uh, other NHL squads where they're using black hockey tape with the words printed on them, racism has no place in hockey. And that just about does it for today's pod. Thank you very much for lending me your time. If you ever want to be on the podcast and join the conversation, visit our Speak Pipe. It's our podcast message service. Uh, it's completely free, and you do not have to call in via your mobile provider. It's literally a web page, and you can leave us a voicemail. Um, please feel free to give us your takes on anything that you've heard in the program, any, anything that you've heard on the podcast, anything that you may have seen in our Instagram stories. Uh, we'll have a lot of our podcast content uh, frequently in our Instagram stories, so feel free to follow us on social media as well at Shark City Hockey. If at any time you want to be a part of the show, visit our speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey page and leave us a message. I'm Aaron James. Until the next time we get together, let's go Sharks. <laughs>